Hey, 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 it's Saturday night. And uh, we're getting a little uh, early run. Not that much earlier. 7.52 p.m. And uh, I gave Bud a little soaking. It's 100 degrees out. And he is ready to go. He's like, let me go, let me go, let me go. He's wet and he's like pulling me. Pull. What are you pulling for, Bud? <laughs> what you pulling on? Pee on that. Okay, pee on that. Okay, well, we're, we're doing a walk. He's shaking off the water from the pool. I just thought of something. You know, maybe he doesn't like chlorine. Maybe chlorinated water irritates his skin. Poor bugger. And here's, here's his, his owner putting pool water on him. Him, but I just don't think he likes water in general. Wow, I just got done watching. Uh, my wife said, hey, there's this history of the German people on and, uh, this German um, television station called Deutsche Welle, which is kind of like their international promotional TV station. And um, the one thing disappointing about it is they often don't broadcast in German, oddly enough. But uh, being in English makes it easier, <laughs> easier to watch. But. So yeah, so they started out with Charlemagne. And uh, so uh, a lot of the listeners, probably the one listener is probably really smart, probably knows all about Charlemagne. Charlemagne, 700s. And... Uh, the Roman Empire kind of crumbled in the 400s, and uh, they were kind of crazy. There wasn't much going on. And for whatever reason, this Charlemagne came along, and they made a deal with the Pope. And he was a young kid, and uh, like five or six years old, and his father was probably the king of Frankreich, or the Frank French uh, zone area. And as uh, young Charlemagne grew up and got older, he had all these wars with the Saxons, which is current-day Germany. And uh, it was brutal, and it was bizarre, too. And uh, especially from a Christian standpoint, it was kind of like they had, uh, the Saxons had, are polytheistic, so they had multiple gods. They're more like Greeks and Romans, right? So... Um, this Christianity thing was new, but their strategy of Great Commission. <laughs> there you go. So the Great Commission has changed a bit since 700. It's because Charlemagne would go in and just kill people if they didn't convert to Christianity. <laughs> what, what a great model, right? Just let's, we're just going to, you can get your head chopped off or have faith. In Christ. I'm sorry for laughing so much, but it's just it's so bizarre how th maybe things haven't changed that much. <laughs> All right, we don't chop people's heads off anymore. But we do, you do have some weird thoughts on that stuff, you know? So, but Vitakunt, Vitakunt, what an interesting character. I never heard of this guy. But he was the main rebellious fighter against Charlemagne. And, uh, me being a big Steely Dan fan. Steely Dan, they just have the funniest songs. The lyrics are kind of fun, but they have a song called Kid Charlemagne. 
Get along, get along, kid Charlemagne. So now it has a whole new meaning for me now. Get along, kid Charlemagne. Ding, 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 ding. It's great stuff, that uh, Steely Dan. So, yeah, I'll have to listen to that again. I always liked uh, Steely Dan. So, um, yeah, Kid Charlemagne. In fact, I'll put it on the bumper music going out because that's kind of like the, the theme of this walk. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so my prep is preparation for my podcast or watching a documentary for, for 40 minutes before I walk the dog. And then we, we got Kid Charlemagne. So they're chopping heads off to get conversions. Um, and there was a scene, too, like, three quarters away in the documentary and this kid the Charlemagne's the king of this area and he's he's got he's intermingled with the church of course and so there's like these priests and scribes and they're like he's like well if you know we got we got to make peace with uh Vita Kunt. and that's I think it's D-W-E-D-E um K-I-N-D or Vedekind something like that and he's uh I learned he's Buried in Aachen, or maybe not, I forget. He's, I know um, Charlemagne's buried in Aachen, which is current. It's right on the border with uh, Belgium and Germany. And uh, interesting town. Uh, sounds like a place to go check out. Um, but, but it was kind of like the Charlemagne's talking to the priests, and they're saying, we got to make peace with, uh, we can't just keep killing all these people. And... There was a town, a town called Verden, and they just slot. He was like really ticked off at Vitakunt, so he's like, "I'm gonna Vitakunt, and he's gonna slaughter all these people." He's like, he just like killed four thousand people, just just to try to like make a point how brutal he was, all in the name of Christianity. So forget the Crusades. No, well, don't forget the Crusades, but this is well before any Crusades happened, and this is how the nut jobs did the Christianity and the faith and the Great Commission. We're going to go kill them. <laughs> so, so Charlemagne says to the priest, is like, well, if he, we, we, we need peace. We're going to have peace, but uh, we got to baptize that guy. He's going to have to get baptized. <laughs> all the killing the guy's done in the last few years, killing all these people, he wants to make sure he sprinkles some water on him. These, these people are nuts, I think. They're just kind of crazy. They just didn't understand the, the faith, and I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I, when you get stuff secondhand, we're so fortunate to have the scriptures and the printing and be able to read ourselves and start put it together and go, this can't be the way it is. Like I was saying, I think this morning about Paul, he, he kind of went along. He didn't, like, fight against the, the government. He didn't fight. He was just speaking and preaching the good news. And, I mean, he's a Jew, and the Jews weren't really fighters, you know? So it's a, it's, it's a God-honoring thing, and you just got to do what makes sense. And killing people to become believers in this faith is just just seems like so obviously stupid but but it must have made sense to this guy right i mean why would he it had it had to make sense but of course this is 700 a.d so 
John Calvin hadn't come along with the, you know, the Calvinist concept. This is purely the Arminianism, like people could decide to um, have faith. And if they could have, if they could decide to have faith, then I'm going to, I'm going to have a sword in front of their, over their head and say, you are now going to choose to believe in, in the faith of Christianity, or I'm going to cut your head off because you have a choice. And that's just so bizarre, so weird. So I see Goldie's out tonight walking. What a transition from deep theology of Calvinism, semi-Pelagianism, Charlemagne. So anyways, we're going to go to the next step. And when I get back from walking Bud, I'll watch another 40 minutes of documentaries on the next king. Kings. It should be fun. And here comes Goldie. And uh, we're out on our evening walks. Hello. Pretty good. I'm starting to soak him with water before I go at night. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. But he, Goldie looks like he's okay, or she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Soak yourself and your dog. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, what else, what else, what else? What was I doing today? So we did the tire thing, and uh, my, did, did we, doggone it, I could have sworn I was talking about, yeah. So I decided not to buy tires because they would give me a, they, they only had 29,000 miles on them. And they're supposed to get 40, so they give you a credit of some kind. So I would get some money back, but if I waited another 5,000 miles, it would only be like a $40 difference. So instead of spending 500 bucks today, I decided to wait probably another four months and uh, do it the next time. So tires are rotated and we're back to driving like an animal. Animal! <laughs> Boy, did Trump get in trouble for saying the word animal. MS-13, those guys are animals. See, that's, that's politics, baby. These people just are extremists. They just won't listen to reason. Outliers, man. So there's a case where outliers not being good. Just too much of a freaking outlier. Find joy, people. Find joy. Abundance mentality. Good stuff. And... Uh, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm on the journey. I'm figuring it out. And it's okay. Some people might be ahead, but it's weird. It's like if I met somebody who's like way ahead and abundance mentality, it doesn't really matter because we're living in the moment. That doesn't, I mean, it's, it's God loves everyone. Love everyone always, right? Love everybody always, man. Don't be angry with anybody. Certainly don't chop people's heads off if they if they don't want to get baptized. So. Little mountain bike, no lights. It's not. It's we're in nautical twilight right now, but uh, so it's kind of light. But 
dude, you should have a light on your motorbike. Anyway, he's getting home just in time, maybe. What else? What else? What else can I bring any joy to your life? That was a quick, a quick turnaround. So yeah, what did I do? I worked out this morning. I, I'm still, I'm fat, man. I got to lose the pounds, but um, I'm also 6'5", so people always say, oh, you're not fat. Because you're, you're tall people, we can carry some weight, and I don't think people notice it as much. We, we, <laughs> we can have it. <laughs> they, people just don't, that's not the first thing they look. Short people suffer because they, it's like, you're not, you're only 5'10", and I see your big belly. You know, so when people are six five, they go, "Wow, look at it. that! That guy is six five. He's big. He's not fat. He can't be fat." <laughs> Anyways, it's just silly silliness. Saturday night walking bud silliness. What's with the podcast? What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just I got to walk, buddy. I can listen to somebody else's podcast, say stupid stuff like me, maybe more organized than me, but it's just words, it's just talk. It can be interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Kid Charlemagne. What else was I thinking about today? We got the, the sun with the wisdom teeth, and we're working on making sure we follow all the directions and uh, make sure he doesn't get out of his pain routine. He almost started slipping out. He's about 30 minutes late with his next drugs. Not quite, and, but we're still within the zone, so I think he's going to be okay. But we don't want the pain to, to get out there, get out of control. Um, yeah, tomorrow's July 1st, new month, July, and, uh, what else, what else? I was thinking today, that's, he's all time busy enough to wait and he first need for room, but he have a good doctor's for life for these, um, podcasts. Like them busy enough to it's just okay. So basically all I said was I was thinking about just speaking in German a little bit just for the hell of it and um, just to practice a bit. And I was thinking I was thinking about the thinking in the foreign language, how you gotta you really can't just translate, right? So you just let it let it roll. Let it roll out. And uh, that's what we got to do. And history-wise, Americans, uh, we're limited. Right? We, we're so, think we're so awesome, right? Americans, because we got whatever we got. And we keep telling ourselves, like, we, we make measures of, like, what's important, like, GDP. We got the, we're the wealthiest nation. Biggest army. Yeah, we can kick everybody's butt. Best jets, best helicopters, 
um, ships, nuclear subs, missiles. We 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 got some killing killing machines out there, baby. So we're, we we think we're pretty badass, and we we are pretty badass in a lot of ways. But it's like, how do you measure? What do you, what's you going to use as your measuring stick? So in a lot of measuring areas, we're great, we're awesome. But unfortunately, we're also got. A, we probably have as a country, we're, we probably we probably have the Dunning Kruger effect <laughs> as a whole country. Because we just don't appreciate history, you know. We don't look at it. And if you lived in, there's a couple of things. There's there's positive and negative. If you're the positive things about living in France, Germany, Belgium, and those areas, you can just drive over to Aachen on the weekend and have a look at the cathedrals and think about the history. And you go, man, that Christianity thing was started out pretty stupid. And the Holy Roman Empire, which Kid Charlemagne was the first king of the Holy Roman Empire, which Actually, I um, just learned about in the last couple of years. It's actually hard to say, Holy Roman Empire. And because um, you had the Roman Empire, which later became favored Christianity, but then the Roman Empire fell, which is probably a fascinating study, and I really don't know how it did fall. But there's probably an element of independence of other places and they were tired of those dudes telling them what to do and people in general don't like people from far away telling them what to do because in general I think people like independence and they don't want to be told what to do right and a lot of people are more conformist and I am not one of them that's why I have a hard time with organized religion because I think they want to exercise their authority, leadership, vision casting stuff, and I don't know if I agree with it. So, and they don't invite open discussion so much. They say they will, but you know, you get ostracized if you speak up. So, it's better to let it go on on many things. But where was I? I was talking about these uh, Roman Empire, and they fell and. So the Pope still was in place. We're like, well, we're kicking butt, I think, which is probably where the Roman Catholic Church probably really got off base. Because, I mean, how could they encourage this Charlemagne dude to go slaughter these Saxons in the name of God? I mean, right there, they should have said, hey, dude, this is stupid. And your idea about Vidukunt, he has to get baptized. I mean, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> We're the church. We're supposed. We're the church. What does it say? I mean, it's just weird ass shit that was going on, right? I mean, it's like, where did it go? At some point, it just went wrong. I mean, there's no way in hell anyone could justify, like that, that a Paul, Peter, John, Jesus would would want these dudes to go slaughter neighboring nations until they adopted this faith. I mean, how the fuck did they get that screwed up? And they just, I mean, the leaders just sat back and the Pope and they're just like, yeah, that's what's got to happen. <laughs> it, just, it just blows me away. So the, the roots of like trouble were right there. Whenever, I don't know, where the first roots of trouble, but that, that certainly, there, there was bad, bad things going on in 700 AD and I've been thinking mostly about Martin Luther 
But that's not until 800 more years later. So there's a lot of badass shit going on for many years. How sad must God be with all that crap? But I think there were sincere believers, but then it's the damn power people. And maybe that's why Paul even in a lot of his letters is saying like, watch out for these false people and they preach out of envy and they want control or something. I mean, what a envy if you or ambition selfish ambition i was just reading today in philippians oh and that reminds me i really didn't get my morning routine in because i slept in and bud had a late late bud walk and i haven't really gotten back to philippians too but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens see if i can get that in tonight and then that's grace people i mean that's the other thing is like disciplines and routines um if you don't verbalize them or talk about them on a podcast, <laughs> I'm learning to uh, let it go. Like if I miss today and don't quite get it in, that's all, it's all right. I, I've got like a 300 and I got like a thousand day record of going anyway. So I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And I did, did make some notes. I did journal a little bit anyways, even though I didn't get my reading it. So before I get too far off on that, where was, oh, I was like, yeah, I was reading Philippians and it's like, selfish ambition so these churches it must have been like we're going to conquer this country and we're going to i don't know if it was part of the the wealth building system that you conquer people and they're in the faith and then you you're entitled to to guilt trip them into giving you money or something i don't know but the guilt tripping people into giving money still goes on today that's one thing that's probably stuck around but not the not the beheading people if they don't believe so that's that's not going on but wow, I'm pretty whacked. I'm not, I mean, this is, but this is like uh, impromptu history lesson. And I'm, I'm not trying to manipulate it. I don't think I'm, I'm well, maybe, I don't know. Am I manipulating it? I'm just observing. I'm just speaking my observations as if we just watched the same documentary together. I mean, why not? It's, uh, you know, Charlemagne. And uh, what else? What else? Come on, bud. Are you like? Is there a toad out here? What do you think? Toad. This is the toad zone. Toads, look out! You may not want to hang out here because dogs are prowling around. Um. So it's a. Uh, I could see a history professor giving a lecture, but. It, it would be immensely structured, right? And superstructure is kind of boring, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know how, is there a better way to learn? Is it, is it better to learn on a whack job podcast and just go, hey, that's an interesting thought. And history is like, you know, it's, it's not, we're not doing a test here. We're not gonna do an essay on Charlemagne, you know, cause then you, end up Googling a bunch of stuff. And for me, I like seeing like what cities they were doing all this torture, murdering in and the Zaxxon things. And where is Detmold? Detmold is this place where the, the Zaxxons were. And, um, and then of course I go, well, where is it relative to my fa favorite city? Um, Dresden, right? And Wittenberg and the Elbe River. But it turns out there's Zaxons and Niederzaxons and um, other Zaxons and 
goes way back. And they had their own kind of cultish religion thing. But yeah, so that's 700. And we'll move forward and see what, what the slant is. I mean, this is the German, a German TV station. Now ZF, or as they call it, ZDF. All right, I don't think it's called ZF because it's like the Zweite, the Zweite Deutsche Fernsehen. And Fernsehen is literally far, seeing far, which is kind of weird, right? Because it's kind of like we're bringing this broadcast to you. Literally, it's like we're going to bring you something to your TV that is far away, you know, Fernsehen. So there you go, television. I guess television, but... In this case, it's more American is more accurate. Tele, some kind of fancy tele thing, whatever. <laughs> Television, fanzine, and of course the Germans they have the erste Deutsche fanzine. Although I thought that was ARD, which doesn't make sense. But but the Zweite Deutsche fanzine is a little bit more radical, which has my favorite German comedian, Jan Bummermann. Hilarious dude. Um, pretty much anti-Trump guy. So I should give a great break to my um, listener in Colorado <laughs> who likes John Oliver. John Oliver is okay, but Jan Bummermann, he's really funny. Of course, he he does most of his stuff in German, so it's a little bit tricky. But he he had did some classic classic videos against Trump. Um, um, it's a bit crude. The, the famous uh, video they caught Trump on tape saying something about grab them by the blank, right? So if you go on YouTube, you can you can uh, search on that phrase and look for Jan Boomerman. One of the funniest videos I saw. It's, it's uh, well done by Jan. That one's in English. And uh, I always like his the beginning. He was born in 1961 in post-Nazi Germany. Or no, 1981 in post-Nazi Germany. <laughs> I, was, I was born in 1961 in post-Nazi post USA. So there you go, Jan. But anyways, it, it rhymes, it goes with the song. And some good good scenes. He's in Vegas shooting a big rifle at one point. Just making fun of Americans, as they do. Other classics are the, the B Deutsch, B German, which is a great video as well. Which, uh, he, uh, his music videos usually are styled after some other famous musicians. I think the B-Deutsch one is uh, like a heavy metal German band, Rammstein or something. It's kind of good. It's pretty good. It has this little girl in there who tells people to read Kant and then throws in a um, disgusting word after that. <laughs> that is very funny. Well done, Jan Boomerman. And then there's the very uh, non-political video called uh, 
uh, was it Laban Gebek? Laugen, Laugen, Laugen Gebek. It's about this um, pretzel dough from 1473. Some, some medi- me, what is it? Medieval Schwabian baker. <laughs> Laugen Gebek. That is the classic video. So there you go. So Jan Bümermann, which is really funny for Americans too, because such a bummer, but it's really Bümermann, B-O, I think it's B-O umlaut, which means B-O-E, H-M-E-R-M-A-N, Jan, very funny man. Um, and he has a weekly show, so like, we have the daily show because we're Americans and we have to put out crap like every night. This guy, his shows I think are better because he only does one a week. So he does a lot of preparation into that one show on Thursday night. A lot of people hate him. A lot of people like him. You know, technically I shouldn't like him because of his politics, but I find him funny. So there you go. So I guess I do have a lot more in common with people that like John Oliver. <laughs> it's just with a German twist to it. Oh, and by the way, I was, um, for those that like John Oliver and, and, you know, are just enamored by UK people or whatever, and the accents, of course, you know, they speak, they, you know, they do speak proper English, you do. Not like us Yanks. Us Yanks, we don't speak proper English, and that's just really terrible, especially when we get into some of the enunciation words like back, you know, and that, and really enunciate your words and get them all out properly. Not this like schmoozing over the words. No, you Yanks must speak proper. <laughs> so I'm in the the nurse. Here's another great thing. Always learning. We'll ask people questions, and she slipped out the word love. Like, and this is an English thing, right? So, hello, love. So she was like talking to me. She didn't have a heavy English accent, and I just sensed that well, she must have learned English. She had she had like a a look of an Indian person from India. But I, I mean, she didn't have one of those accents either, like an Indian accent. So she was probably about my age and uh, she was giving me instructions on how to take care of my son after his wisdom teeth thing. And I'm sitting there and I'm kind of a pain in the ass because I'm like asking questions. Before, and she kept, she kept having to say, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> So, so I kind of know I noticed that that kind of annoyed her a little bit so I kept doing <laughs> so I'd say like well when am I going to use that and she's like I'm going to get to that I'm going to get to that well, what about this <laughs> anyways at some point she slipped out okay love or something like that and I'm like ah love okay that's definitely British so I said so what's so did you learn English in Britain or were you living in Britain at some point? And she's like, oh, well, I'm from the Fiji Islands and uh, 
my husband lived in England for a while. Of course, her husband's not sitting there, so I don't know. I don't have a lot of indication about his background, but she started telling me that the Fiji Islands, that the British came in there and they wanted sugarcane to grow it, but the local workers sucked. <laughs> this is so classic. So, so freaking classic. I'll have to read up on this one. It just sounds like fun. This is what history, when I, what I think is like, let's do fun history, not history that's just kind of like, I got to study the 1400s or the 1600s. It's like, no, let's live and just meet people and get their stories. So, so she's from the Fijis and she's Indian. And then she tells me that the English wanted better production of uh, sugarcane and the local workers sucked. So what they did was because the UK or English people were sailing around the world and they thought nothing of grabbing people from India and bringing them to the Fiji Islands and say, hey, you guys are now gonna make sugarcane for us because you guys are from India and you work hard. Unlike the Samoans that I was asking about. I said, well, why did they, why, how did the Indians get to, to Fiji? And it was all because of the uh, poor production rate of the local, local uh, skilled people. So, boy, that can go a lot of directions, you know? That, that can go into uh, immigration, across the borders, all this kind of stuff. So, even then, the Brits were uh, selective, shall we say. They were very sele selective. <laughs> they liked their Indian workers. <laughs> so, and, oh, so, so she told me, he's like, I told her how I picked up on her English thing, and I said I worked with these English guys for, for five years. <laughs> and she asked me a question. I, crack, I was just like, I can't believe she asked me that question. So she asked me, like, Oh, the English, don't they, don't they really smell or don't they stink, you know, smell or, you know, and I'm like, I never thought of English people as smelling, right, or, or stinking or something. And she's like, of course, now she's a bit jaded because she's working in an oral surgeon's office. So she's, she picked out their, um, their uh, dental hygiene was kind of crappy or bad teeth, but of course, I have Irish teeth, so my teeth aren't very good. And it's not because I'm like not taking like good care of them. It's just genetic DNA or something. But anyway, she rem she thinks of the English as smelly people and not very hygienic, I guess you'd say. <laughs> so, gosh, you can have so much fun interacting with people. If you just um, ask questions and observe, be open. And what's kind of fun, it's almost like a game then at that point because I'm not telling them what to do. I don't want to tell them what to do. I don't want to tell them to be like me. Of course not. It's just love. This is where love comes in, right? You can really love and just be people. But see, what I don't like is the, the Christian communities I hang out with are like always, it seems like it's a scheme. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, love people and then, then make sure you give them the gospel. 
because they're going to hell. Everybody's going to hell. And I don't know. I don't know if I talked about the going to hell thing, but I'm starting to become somewhat of a universalist. They would say they would call me like a universalist because one one is I don't know if it's that really important if we know if you know like certain people are going to hell. I don't really see any value in it other than to motivate people to do something, right? To go tell people about the gospel because they're going to go to hell if they don't know about Jesus. And look, um, I'm in the God's presence at this moment walking up this hill. And I'm hoping that, well, I don't know. It's like, I'm just, I'll just pray, Lord. I don't think that's the motivation you want us to have in like I don't think Paul had that motivation at all which is another reason why people should look at Paul I don't think Peter had I don't think any of those New Testament books writings demonstrated any hellacious look maybe revelation you know people read into it but again this is people reading into the Bible what they want to see, right? And uh, I had to do a, a logic think on what's the what's the downfall of not believe, you know, of saying like, well, maybe everybody's going to be saved, okay? What what's the real downfall of that? I I don't see any downfall of it at all. In fact, it could be even more, if you wanted to, you could make it even more motivating than people are going to hell. Because when you, if you think everybody's going to heaven, then you can talk to people like when they're bummed out, it's like, hey, dude, you, you, this life is not all there is. And you start with a conversation that way. Instead of like, hey, dude, it's not that bad. I'm sorry you're depressed. I mean, and then in the, in, your, in the subconscious of your mind, you're probably thinking like, well, he should be depressed. He's going to hell. So, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't work on the subconscious level, right? It's like, let's reach out to people and love them. And not, not start out with like the thought of everybody's going to hell. Right. And I just I don't know where this it's so ingrained in this organized Christian thing. It's ingrained as if Charlemagne's cutting people's heads off to become Christian. So, you know, this is I'm not an adherent to anything, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of trying to be fiercely independent and I don't like to be labeled anything. I hate labels. So I resist them and I get pissed if someone labels anybody because I don't think it's productive. So I'm not a, I'm not a universalist. I don't, I don't belong to that. I'm just saying, what does it matter if everybody's saved? Right? Like, and I, I mean, my wife's got cancer and it just, it just elevates the concept of dying, right? The end of this physical body. I swear, I've spent so much time in my life thinking about this life that it's distracted me from bigger things. 
It's distracted me from being kind, loving. This is the fruit of the Spirit, joy, patience. I, I've been distracted because I've been thinking about this life so much. It's like, yeah, I know, we're, we're going to go to heaven. or I got my salvation figured out, so that's okay. But I still got to live now. I got to do my thing now. So, so I get distracted. So my thought is like, what is... If everybody's saved, well, what's the what's the downfall of that? Are we gonna? Is there gonna be a whole bunch of people in heaven that are just gonna be pissed off and just go, "Well, I guess I was wrong. I guess I guess everybody is in heaven." Shit. <laughs> but you know, and that's kind of a cool, cool way to go. It certainly is abundant, right? And, it's, and, it, and it takes us out of God's position. He doesn't want us in the position of judging people. Of, well, you're going to hell. You know, what the, what the hell is that? Literally, I mean, I guess no pun intended, because I didn't think of it, right? But it's like, but I got to put you in for a foot washing ceremony. Yeah, a little foot washing ceremony, bud. Yeah. So a good walk with the bud. I don't think he really picked up on the theology, but there was some deep thoughts there. And I'll shake the the dust of his the dust of Arizona off Buddy's feet. And I'll end this podcast and if I can get Kid Charlemagne music as the out, I will put that as the out. But you're always welcome to enjoy a little Kid Charlemagne on your own by Steely Dan. So everybody, that was a fun podcast for me and hopefully for you. And let me get to the uh, 42 minutes. There you go. Good night. Love everybody always, people. Bye-bye.